What's up, Aggies? My name is Cole Noel. And my name is Jackson Meyer. And you are listening to the Aggie Sports Show. Thank you so much for listening. This is kind of a revival of, of an old sports show. Yeah, It is. So I don't know if any of you guys were fans uh, last year. I doubt it. We didn't have too many listeners. But the Noel Sports Show is a thing. Uh, my older brother Hayden and I did that. And would, you know what? I was We actually kind of stopped it because it was kind of tough with... Uh, you know, timing and school. We're, we're all students here at Utah State, and so that can be kind of tough. And actually, um, a week ago at the BYU game, my friend had a great idea. Yeah. So at the um, at the BYU game, we were pretty excited. Obviously, um, coming home from a good win down in Provo, a place where the Noel family. It's actually a no-fly zone. They don't go there. It gets <laughs> no, too, we don't. Gets too hostile. That's a valley of the shadow of death. Yes. Um, so we we came from there feeling pretty good about ourselves. We were talking about kind of breaking down the game on the way back, and um, it was fun. Yeah, we we basically talked football the entire way back, and and we were like, man, we should we should record this. We should like, it maybe some people would like to hear us. Yeah, and I remember Jackson told me that, and so I told him, hey, actually, we had a podcast. And, um, and so he listened to it, and he's like, man, let's bring it back. So long story short, we're back, um, changing the name from the Noel Sports Show to the Aggie Sports Show uh, for a couple reasons. One, because we are covering Aggie sports um, and not really a lot of other sports, you know, national level and stuff like that. Um, and then two, because now we're going to have Jackson and, and hopefully some other people as well come on and, and give their opinions on the Aggie sports season. Like we said, we're, we're students here at Utah State, so we're not experts uh, by any means. However, we do believe we do have opinions. Um, as I explained last year, I've been going to Utah State football games since I was a little nino, just a little kid. Um, and so I definitely have a lot of passion when it comes to Utah State, and Jackson's right there with me. Um, but yeah, we're excited. Yeah, and like you said, we're not experts. Um, we do have a Twitter page, at Aggie Sports Show. We ask you to follow us, and we, we really love to have opinions and to have questions and to have suggestions. Um, that, that really helps us out. We're, we Like we said, not perfect, but we, we're trying to do the best we can. Exactly. So we do cover Aggie football, and uh, we'll see what happens when basketball season comes around. Hopefully we'll keep it going. Uh, but yeah, so enough about the introduction. Guys, we are extremely excited to, ex- excited to start this show today um, because Utah State just had an, a very impressive victory against UNLV. And not just an impressive victory, but they've been having an impressive season uh, all season long. Yeah. Um, we've we've kind of been hearing if if you're listening to sports, uh, well I listen to the the podcast Mountain West Wire and and they talked about how well right now uh, Utah State is ranked number one in the Mountain West and some people may argue that they do not have the best uh, or, or the most the toughest schedule, um, but you know who doesn't have a, a tough schedule either? You know Cole? I don't know. It's a it's a team by the name of. Alabama. Now, this is interesting. You pulled this up earlier. I didn't believe it. I don't know if I still believe it, but Jackson has it on his lap. What is that? On his iPad saying that we have a tougher strength of schedule than Alabama. Not that that's saying anything us versus Alabama. It's just an interesting fact. Yeah. Um, You look at the teams they play, and they're only playing, they've only played one team that's been ranked so far. Um, And I think if you look throughout the rest of their season, they don't have, they're not playing anybody else that's ranked. Um, and, and so while our, our hopes are not the BCS championship, obviously, um, me, and, me and Colt kind of talked about earlier, he, he calmed me down from my Sunday rage. <laughs> when I saw the AP polls come out, um, I was pretty upset, but he told me that, uh, you know, we're looking I'll for... I'll tell you, I'll tell you what I told you. Oh, okay, okay. So Jackson, I'll let you talk. I'll and I feel like a lot of people do this. I do it too. 
Um, sometimes we get really caught up in the in the rankings and the polls and seeing where our team's at. And what I said is, you know what? In the end of, in the end of the season, it really doesn't matter where we're ranked. What matters is what bowl we're going to and what we did this season. And Utah State has an extremely awesome opportunity this season to win the Mountain West Championship. That's my goal for the team. I could care less if we were the 10th best team in the nation and for the 15th. Um, I really want to win the freaking Mountain West Championship this year. Um, and we'll be talking about that a little bit more in just a second. However, just a quick recap for all of you guys who maybe missed the game or who want to know a little bit more information about it. Utah State throttled UNLV 59-28. to uh, The final score definitely doesn't show how little of a game it really was. It looks a little closer or not as good for our defense as really they did perform. Hmm. I don't know if does that make any sense. Yeah, no, no, it totally does. And a big reason for that, honestly, I would say is we're putting in second stringers in like the third quarter. Um, especially when it comes to the offensive side of the game. Jordan Love threw for five touchdown passes in barely three quarters. Tying a tying a school record. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and, and so it, it allows for uh, Columbia, Columbia, Columbia. Uh-huh, Columbia, yeah. Henry. It, it allows him to come to the game, get a lot of reps. He's actually played three games this season, um, and that's half the season. I mean, that tells you something about, one, the confidence in the coaching staff, um, and, and it tells you something about the O-line. I don't know if you want to get into that right now. Um, but I've, I've got some stats on the O-line. They are the, the underappreciated guys here. Yeah, I think I think that's very true. I think we get really caught up in Jordan Love, his amazing pat, which is not bad. Um, but the offensive line has just been solid this entire season. Of course, headed out by uh, Quinn Ficklin. Um, he's, been, he's been amazing. We're going to miss him when he's gone. But we'll worry about that a little bit later. But, I mean, honestly, this, this Utah State team, our run game is going, our pass game is going, and it all starts on that offensive line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, two, two people we want to mention for the run game, um, Gerald Bright and Darwin Thompson are having an outstanding year. Have you, do you know who Darwin Thompson is? I, I don't know personally. Darwin Thompson, I, I don't know him personally either. <laughs> he is a beast. They have videos of him front squatting 515 pounds. Oh my goodness! My spinal cord would snap in half. <laughs> and for those that are for those that are listening, we have his uh, his stats up here. He's uh, five foot eight. Five foot eight. Two hundred pounds. How much do you say he squats? Five hundred and fifteen. Oh my goodness! That's how much he front squats. He back squat or a normal squat, right? He does seven reps of five hundred and sixty pounds. Jeez. And that's like that was like t- a year ago. So who knows where this kid is now? Long story short, I mean, he hurdled BYU like three freaking times. In like the same play. Yeah, in like the same play, and it, and it shows. He does not look like a big guy when you see him. He's a small little dude, but he, he's a beast. Well, and some good news as well. He, um, he and Gerald Bright are both juniors, um, and that kind of goes to to Jordan Love as well. He's a sophomore. Yeah. So we have a team that is. It's a bright future. Very very good. That's a good. Good use of his last name, Bright. Oh, it's a Bright. Yeah, it's a Gerald Bright future. Uh, yeah, we're, we're looking pretty good. Well, For stats-wise, what our offensive line did last game, um, so our offense did have over 500 total yards, and we have to award at least the 221 rushing yards to the offensive line. 
They allowed zero sacks as well, and there was only one hurried QB throw. That's amazing. That is amazing. You can definitely see how comfortable Jordan Love is totally. in, in that pocket. He, I mean, he rarely strays from it. He feels pretty confident. I, I mean, they must just have a really good relationship with that line. Yeah, it honestly seems like it. And it's fun kind of being a student, too, because we get to sit on that front row, camp out for the games and stuff. And so we get to see the kind of chemistry behind the scenes. Um, one observation of that, Jordan, Jordan Love is just a stone-cold killer. I mean, we're high-fiving the other players and stuff, and it's not that he's not excited to be there, but he is just focused no, he once the game starts, and so, is everyone, and so is everyone else, and that's just fun to watch. But then also, like you said, that chemistry with the offensive line, it really is something special, and, and I, I don't know, maybe I'm a fanboy or whatever, but Quinn Ficklin for me is, is the guy that's holding it together, and he's really doing that. Um, we're actually going to play an interview here pretty soon where, where they talk a little bit about keeping Jordan Love safe, um, you know, and stuff like that. And before we get to that interview, let's just go over real quick um, kind of our two players of the game. Um, Jackson, if you want to talk about the defensive player of the yeah. game. Yeah, um, so I think if anybody watched the game, obviously it's David Woodward. David uh, Woodward, number was, nine. That was amazing. Um, this tweet comes from at the Grand Danny. At the Grand Danny. Not no Danny. idea who that is, yeah, by the way. No idea. He just <laughs> tweeted this out. But he said, with three sacks and 12 tackles, at David Woodward 33, became the first FBS player this season to record three or more sacks and 10 or more tackles in a single game. That's insane. Yeah, that's amazing. That's out of all college football. That is. And I don't know. So, Jackson, you're a Seattle Seahawks fan. Yeah. And you know, of course, who Bobby Wagner is. Oh, yeah. Oh, me and, me and Bobby are tight. Oh, I'm sure you are. I'm sure you are. So, Bobby Wagner actually... When he played at Utah State, guess what number he was? He's number nine. David Woodward, number nine. So rumor has it, I don't know the full story, but it was something like Woodward coming into the season wanted to change his number to number nine. And Coach Wells was like, you know that's a big number, right? You got some big shoes to fill. And he was extremely excited to do so. And um, I don't want to compare anyone to Bobby Wagner, uh, you know, Utah State legend. However, he's, I feel like he's making number nine proud. Yeah. Um, especially with that last game. And I don't think you're reaching too much either. If you look at his defensive stats, he has more tackles than anyone else on the team. Yeah. Um, but another player on defense, sorry, I know I'm going too, but uh, that can not go unnoticed is John Terrell Rockamore. Of course. Um, he, so, so he and, and He had David, the fumble last. He caused the fumble yeah. and got it last and game. he got the pick. And he, he got, got the pick, pick in this game. game. So so those two, I, I, I kind of noticed John Terrell Rockamore is kind of playing like a, a safety. He also goes into middle linebacker. Or, or outside linebacker, he's doing lots of blitzes, but he and David Woodward were putting so much pressure on the yeah. quarterback when they were trying to do their sneaky little, their little option play. I mean, these these don't go recorded, but the second the quarterback would pitch that ball off, John Tro was just wrecking it. Yeah, and those 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 hurt, right? Those those hurt the the confidence of the offense. Uh, looks like we just got a tweet, so that's exciting. <laughs> um, those hurt the confidence of the offense, um, and it really adds to the to the overall. Um, the the overall like just atmosphere of the yeah, game yeah, just exactly. it just changes the, the the structure and I don't know so true we honestly guys we could talk forever about this stuff um, we'll move on to the offense now just the two player spotlights for me of course Jordan Love um, hats off to Jordan Love we we love Jordan Love Absolutely. and we're extremely excited to have him for a long time um, and then right along with Jordan Love is Ronquavian Tarver mm-hmm. I mean Tarver has been so fun to watch this season and watch him develop. He caught that first touchdown pass into BYU, and he just hasn't looked back since. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it's just kind of funny. I, I kind of compare him to, to Calvin Johnson, uh, Megatron. Obviously, you know, there's still a gap, a huge gap there. But just the fact that he's so big, so tall, 
and you just throw in his vicinity, in his area code, and he will come down with the ball. Exactly. He's done it yep. multiple times. And it's just it's stunning to watch. It really is. Absolutely. Um, I'm glad you mentioned him. Uh, I'm sure we could talk a lot about Jordan Love, um, but first maybe we'll play some of those some Yeah, of those let's go ahead and get you. to the interviews. So on this interview, you're going to listen to Matt Wells and Jordan Love talk about uh, kind of the game, the game versus UNLV. So we're going to go ahead and play that for you right now. It's a good feeling, um, but I, I, I mean, that's just what we were supposed to do. I mean, we got to go out and put points up, so I mean, it doesn't matter if we run it or throw it. We were playing catch, protecting Jordan and playing catch, so when we do that kind of stuff, I think we can be special. It just shows, I mean, when our offense gets rolling, I mean, we can get rolling and put up points in a hurry. Really coming off the BYU game, this one could have been a trap. The maturity that is starting to be seen, and I'll, I'll start recognizing it from our team is is uh, really good and so they continue to to be football junkies to come in and work and practice at a really really high level and as long as they continue to do that you know i think we'll give our best effort each and every week okay awesome well jackson what do you think about that uh that interview or those interviews um well number one i know you're going to talk about jordan love um so what i really like to see in that video was matt wells right his his confidence in this team is astounding where he says we're just going out there and playing catch. I yeah, love that's that. That's fun. Right? Because Jordan well or Jordan Love is getting that protection that he needs from the line. Everyone's doing their jobs. And, and you see in some of those, I mean, I mean, when he goes on those deep balls, that's exactly what they're doing, just playing catch. Um, yeah. And then we talked about the defensive players, seeing them in those videos, Woodward just smashing the quarterback on the ground. I love seeing that kind of stuff. Yeah. So that's that's really good. It's awesome. And, and honestly, one thing that I mean, this wasn't in their interview, but just a quick shout out. I mean, not that they care, but to our coaching staff. One thing that I've been extremely impressed about this year is how that we're making adjustments. UNLV came out this game trying to play us like they were Air Force. They started the pitch, they did the option, and it worked. At first, they scored on their first drive. They came down and scored on us, and everyone was kind of freaking out what's happening. But then what did our defense do? They made adjustments, and they shut it down. And it was game over ever since. It mm-hmm. wasn't even close from those adjustments. And so, I mean, that comes from our defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator, but also Coach Wells. I mean, so it's fun to see them this confident in the team, which which I want to talk about is Jordan Love's confidence. I mean, he says we're rolling, and we're rolling. We really are. Uh, one thing that I've seen that's just really kind of surprising me about this team is how we're good and we're very confident, but not like cocky or like, I don't know. At the BYU game, I was at the BYU game, when they started, you know, the music's all playing, BYU's all excited. And their players are, like, jumping up and down with towels. And they've got, like, their crop tops on, of course, because it's BYU. It's <laughs> uh, just Jack Mormons down there. and Okay, not all. Anyways, so I was looking at them, and they are all, like, hyped, getting excited. And the same thing happened this game. UNLV came out, and they, hold, they held up these signs that said payday. And their players are jumping up and down. And our boys are standing there just kind of nodding their head, like, okay. We'll see what happens. And they come out, and they knock them out. They did it against BYU. They've done it against UNLV. And there's that quiet confidence. I, I love it. No, I think it definitely trickles down from the coaching staff. Yeah. I mean, you watch any interview with Matt Wells. There's something that he, he tweeted out, um, and he said, he's like, nice job, round three, 1-0. and and, and the way he takes on every game is is this is the first game we're playing. Yeah, it's one and oh. We we want to go one and zero oh next week. Like that's all he talks about. He doesn't talk about the streak at home. He doesn't talk about any of those things. It's not trivial. It's just boys, let's go out, 
Let's play this game. Let's win this game. Yeah, and how many times do you see teams get caught up in this? I mean, we've had arguably one of our best starts ever as a football team. Since Five 1974. And, yeah, since 1974. Five and one. One more win, and we're bowl eligible. Mm-hmm. Last year, we eked out a bowl game at the very end and barely got into one. Yeah. I mean, so just the adjustments in general have been huge. Um, of course, the season's not over. There's still a lot of work to do, and that's the, exactly the Matt Wells mentality that his team has to have of congrats, you've won five games. That doesn't matter anymore because we're now we're going against Wyoming and let's win or let's beat Wyoming. And now let's, let's get back uh, to the man everyone wants to talk about, Jordan Love. Um, so I got a question for you, Cole. Is, um, is Jordan Love the best quarterback yes, in Utah? Yes, he's the best quarterback in Utah. This was making me so mad. So I was watching, I think it was KSL the other night, and it was like the weekend uh, report of the teams. And of course, they show Utah first, and then BYU second, and then Utah State third. So I had to stay up till like freaking midnight to watch the best team in Utah, um, their recap. And at the very end of it, they're talking about how awesome Jordan Love is. And then one of the, announce- one of the guys goes, Oh, yeah, he's so amazing. I mean, he might even be considered the best quarterback in Utah. Maybe, I don't know, making a case for it. And I was like, are you joking me? How is he maybe making a case for being the best quarterback in Utah? Do you have, this, do you have his stats? Uh, yeah, we've got, a, we've got a lot here. So this came out um, after we were done um, kind of prepping all the stats for the show. This is on Twitter. Um, it comes from PFF College. And it states uh, the highest graded quarterbacks of week seven. Jordan Love is number two. Um, and that is, that is of, of every conference that's throughout the nation. Jordan Love is number two. Now, he's number two in something else as well. Um, and that was this week, um, deep passing yards. So he got, was it, 222 deep passing yards? Something like that, yeah. And he was just out of first place by five yards. And remember, this is a guy that played three quarters of the game, and he was just out of first place by five yards. Um, and then another another thing that um, a lot of people comment on is his quarterback IQ. So he is, or, or his football IQ. He's an incredibly intelligent player. Yeah, he is. It's something that that I don't think we've seen in a quarterback at Utah State since probably Chucky Keaton. Mm-hmm. The ability to know when to run, when to throw it away, when to go for the deep ball. Um, and just how to play the defense. It's he's he's just a special player, guys. He's fun to watch. Um, and so back to kind of the, com- the comparison. Is he the best in Utah? So Weber State, they've been having quarterback troubles all year. BYU just benched Tanner Mangum. Um, so they we're just not even gonna destroy their quarterbacks. They I, do. I feel bad they for do. quarterbacks that go through there. Yeah, and we're gonna and look at Taysom Hill now. Yeah, compared Honestly, to what he was doing yeah. at BYU. That's a that's point. a different discussion altogether. Yeah, but anyway, so we're not even talking about them. We'll talk about Tyler Huntley. Utah's quarterback, all right? And so hopefully we have a lot of Aggie fans listening to this. If there's any Ute fans out there, I'm sorry. But Tyler Huntley is the second-best quarterback in Utah. It's a fact. This season, he has thrown for 1,200 yards. That's great. Jordan Love has thrown for over 1,500. And let's mention... He's probably played less games. Yeah, the backup the backup quarterback, Columbia, has played three games this season. Yeah. So that's Jordan Love coming out of three games, and he still leads the state. Yep, it's a good point. Tyler Huntley, seven touchdowns. That's awesome. Jordan Love, how about double? Let's go 14 touchdowns. And five in one game. Yeah, and five in one freaking game, setting a school record. Tyler Huntley, three interceptions. Jordan Love, three interceptions. 
in my mind, I don't understand how Jordan Love cannot be, as of now, the best quarterback in the state of Utah. And we don't want to take anything away from Tyler Huntley. He's doing awesome and letting the Utes have a great season. Um, we're, I feel like the Utes and Utah State are very even this season. But my opinion, hands over feet, hands over head, whatever it is, Jordan Love, best quarterback in Utah. Absolutely. Uh, one other thing I want to throw out there, we're kind of beating this Jordan Love thing to death, but it's true, so we have to, is um, I, I mentioned this to Cole earlier, that he has hit um, eight receivers, have over 100 yards on the team. Um, and that's that's another proof of his of his football IQ is he does, he's not just a check down go to one receiver the entire time right he's not just going to going to Tarver every single time even though he probably could and Tarver would catch every single ball um, but he has over eight receivers and running backs with over a hundred yards and there was one play in particular that I really like to that I really like to think of when you think of how how smart he is there was a play against UNLV um, defensive offsides. And he just knew that's a free play, right? He can do whatever he wants. Yeah. And no matter what, it's going to be good for them because they can accept or decline the penalty. So he decides that time to just go deep ball. And on that on that free play, he goes deep ball. They score a touchdown, decline the penalty. And that is just on his feet thinking, incredibly, incredibly intelligent. And um, that's why Jordan Love is number one. Yeah. For sure. It's true. It's it's true. And so, I mean, like you said, we could, we could beat that dead horse all, all day long, but... In the end, Jordan Love is the best quarterback. So, Jackson, I've got a cool question for you. What does Alabama, Oklahoma, Ohio State, Penn State, Clemson, and Central Florida all have in common this season? I'm going to guess they all play football. <laughs> Yes, they all they all play football. Hey, hundred percent accuracy there. Congratulations. They are all in the top ten college football offenses this season. Utah State last week came in at number two as the top scoring offense in the nation, second only to Alabama. Do you know who Alabama is? Uh, yeah, they're roll tide. Roll, roll tide. tide. Roll. They are yeah. arguably one of the most dominant football dynasties. In the history of football, and Utah State University is coming in at number two, and at the head of that, Matt Wells and Jordan Love. And we've got we've got extreme diversity in scoring as well. I mean, last last game we had three three plays. One was a defensive touchdown. One was a a block punt touchdown. Yeah, and it was an offensive touchdown. Yeah, all, all right in a row. We're scoring right. Yeah, we scored what three touchdowns in like two minutes. Yeah, uh, we actually have a. We have that right here. That was like sick, almost. It was. It like, was I amazing. didn't believe it. No, it was. It was amazing. So we have. Because what was it? It was the punt touchdown summary. So the first touchdown took two minutes and twenty-one seconds. The second touchdown took twenty-seven seconds. The third touchdown took twenty-four seconds. The fourth touchdown took zero seconds. The fifth took fifty-nine, and the last score took four hundred or four, four minutes, minutes. Four <laughs> minutes fifty-seven seconds. So that is incredible efficiency. Um, and I feel like this could kind of go into what do we have to look forward uh, next game, right, against against Wyoming. Um, that is the defense being on the field a lot. But, I mean, when your offense is scoring in 24 seconds, I feel yeah, like that's, that's something all. you got to take. Yeah, it if looks like a video game. Absolutely. Honestly, like, that's how I play NCAA football. No, it looks I like do me playing you cross. In, in NCAA. It really does. Exactly. You're on defense. I'm on offense. Oh, I don't know about that. Yeah. I do, I do tight end cross. 
I do a little pump fake and send it deep every freaking time, and it works. That's what I'm doing on NCAA on a video game, and that's what the Utah State offense is doing. Um, and we talk a lot about offense. Defense has been outstanding as well. Uh, there's an interview Woodward actually this this uh, this week said how the defense, if, it, if if they could make a little few adjustments, if they could stop a little a little imperfections from happening, they consider themselves to be one of the top defenses in the nation. And and I agree. Um, so honestly, just this team is rolling, guys. And we don't want to beat a dead horse and say how awesome you know we're doing and everything like that. Because obviously there's things to improve. Yeah. But when uh, when it's going good, it's going good. And you just gotta kind of embrace it, you know. You do. We. Uh, it's not normal for Utah State. No, it's not. Last season, and I have to admit this: if you listen to the Noel Sports Show, I I called for Matt Wells' head. Yeah, pretty negative guy actually. <laughs> yeah, me, not Matt Wells. Oh I was, yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> I was saying Matt Wells needs to be gone. We need to turn this program around. Um, and he turned around and shoved a sock in my mouth. Yep. So Matt sure. Wells, thank you. Thank you for doing that. Um, we actually have, so we've been talking about top, top, top a lot. And those that aren't probably following the AP polls very closely. I'll just give you the breakdown uh, where we landed. So we didn't rank. Um, however, Wisconsin and Michigan State managed to rank. So... Obviously, a little bit like that's what I was ticked off about. Then Cole said, "Hey, calm down. We got the Mountain West." Yep. Um, but we'll talk about the votes that we got. So San Diego State received fifty-three votes. They're in our conference, um, and we received thirty-eight. So um, it looks like, and, and honestly, the only reason San Diego State received votes, they beat Boise State. Yeah, they're good. That's team. a big. They're that's a great a, team. I mean, I that's my prediction for the Mountain West final is us versus San Diego State. So glad we don't play them. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see what happens. And and first of all, we need once again. I mean, it's fun to talk about all these things. We need to bring it back to next week. Yep. Versus Wyoming. Absolutely. And real quick, we're gonna go to a quick snippet of an interview from Coach Yost talking about us coming up against Wyoming. So we're gonna go to that and listen to that right now. They're using their they use the D line on line stunts to get in certain gaps, so they have every gap covered in that, and that's why they're extremely sound in that way. Uh, coverage wise, they don't let a lot of uh, balls over their heads. And that um, you will get some some man coverage, but a lot of it's uh, different versions of zone. Um, formationally, you kind of do those things, but their front four is as uh, I mean as good as we're going to see in our conference and everything. And I think real comparable to the uh, to the the Michigan States and the uh, the BYU's, the teams we played out of conference that had the uh, really strong up front. So this will be a challenge for our our front five guys. So he's talking about Wyoming's defensive backs, and they're not allowing a lot over their head, but he kind of hinted like they're allowing some over their head. So <laughs> I feel like it's kind of that like classy coach thing where you have to pick out something good with the other team. But true, uh, one thing he did point out, and this this holds true, is he mentioned the front four. Um, those those front four defensive linemen are as tough as the Mountain West gets, and I honestly think yeah. this is going to be a good test for our front our front line boys. And it's Wyoming, man. Like Wyoming is just it's just cursed. Yeah, yeah they've had our number. Field. Yeah, and they, they beat us the past two years. They still have the rifle. Kind of weird trophy, but they got it. Yeah. Um, and that field, I mean, Laramie sucks. Like, no one wants to go to Laramie. And shout out to all the Utah State fans that live in Wyoming and live in Laramie. We'll have to but check the rough. weather, too. We'll have to check the weather. Because yeah. it's a high elevation. I, high elevation, I heard, like, 7,000 feet. I don't, um, I don't know. But, but, like, any given Sunday... Yeah. Any given Sunday, oh, Utah State's got to bring the A game because if it's rainy and we're fumbling the ball, all it takes is one little mistake mm-hmm. and the game gets away from you. And one guy to watch out for, Nico Owens, number 22. He's their running back, yeah. their lead rusher. Um, I believe he's scored four on the season. 
Um, and currently, Utah State's defensive line, their, their whole defense is allowing about 157 yards per game. Um, and they've given up six, six rushing touchdowns this season. So do you think we're going to go more pass game or run game on this team? On this team? Because Fresno I mean, seemed to go more pass. Yeah. From what I could see, yeah. and they blew them out. Um, I, I mean, I feel like we, we keep doing what we do in the first quarter. We fill them out. We do yeah. we do like pretty much 50-50 passing and running. It's like Floyd Mayweather. And whatever's working, we have weapons on both sides. So I feel like, honestly, I feel like we're going to be fine. Um, I, you wanted to do some predictions, right? Yeah, predictions I was going to say how game. fine. So we're going to do some kind of fun every week, or we think it's fun at least. Um, and Hayden, my you know our other host, will be here a couple times. So it'll be fun to do with him too. But we're going to do something called over-under. So I'm going to say something, and Jackson has to say if it's over or under. And then he'll tell me one, and I will also say over-under. And if, let's say, I get it right, or the winner will get something from the loser. Yeah. And we still know what that's going to be. Yeah. Um, so I know if when Cole loses, um, he <laughs> is going to wear the brightest royal blue Goku no. No, no, shirt. No, 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 no. That's actually going to have no, that Cosmo never, with the little like, never, hat on top. I will never wear You will not catch me dead. With a BYU shirt on. He will also eat one cougar tail I'll throw every up. day. I will throw every up. Every day. I'll throw up. Not because it's a donut, but because it's called a cougar tail. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? It's a tail. When, when BYU is playing Hawaii this weekend, I about died how much they talked about the cougar tail. That's all there is to talk about. Stand it. That's all there is to talk about. And Cosmo. They have Cosmo. Yeah, Cosmo, he's their number one player. His friggin' cougar tail. And there's cheers. All right, so over-unders. Over-unders. Yeah, sorry. Okay, you go first. What do you want me to do? Okay. Over under, Jordan Love will be sacked zero times. So I guess it can't be over or under, yeah, yeah, it's but it's kind of like zero. it's going to be zero or above. I don't think Jordan Love is going to be touched, even with that fearsome force in front line of Wyoming. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking zero. Yeah, I have faith. I have faith in our guys. So I'm going to go under. Yeah, I'm gonna go under on that one. Now for you. So if Jordan Love gets sacked, if he gets you sacked, lost. You I lose right. that point. Okay. Right. All right. Say, so, now for you, we get a 200 plus rushing game. 200 plus rushing game. Over under. I'm gonna be conservative. I love you, Utah State, especially our running backs. But I'm gonna go under. I don't think we rush for over 200 yards on this team. Okay. Not because we can't. I don't think it's gonna be our game plan coming in. Um, no, I like to see your pessimism finally like, <laughs> sprout and, and, and blossom for Yeah, I'm surprised. I haven't had a lot to be pessimistic about yeah, this that's season. Good. So that's, that's good. That's good. Okay. All right. We got a shake on it. Yeah. All right. Shaking. We shook. Nobody can see it, but we shook. It's, all right. So if you, if you think that you know what we should do as a punishment, go ahead and tweet us. Um, it's the, what is it? USU Ag... No, Aggie Sports Show. Okay. Aggie Sports so Show. So we're at Aggie Sports Show. Please feel free to tweet us all throughout the week suggestions, comments from the show, call out our BS if we somehow messed up a statistic. Yep, we know we're not perfect. We really don't mess up statistics. We're pretty good. Um, no. <laughs> but when we do. Yeah, when we do, let us know. Um, a cup, one, one more thing we want to mention. It is a little early for bowl predictions, but two different sources have Utah State going to the Las Vegas Bowl against University of Utah, which would be an amazing That's game. That's my prediction. I, I hope that every... Utah fan should go to that game. That'll be yeah. amazing. I Utah, hope that Utah State. That'll be so sweet. The other prediction, uh, this was actually from the Mountain West, is Washington State versus Utah State, which, again, probably another good game. I just don't game. care much about. I would care much more about like Utah if we could, versus like Utah if we could State. like throttle Utah oh, that in the Las amazing. Vegas Bowl. Yeah, that would just be like the ultimate like kick of dirt in the eyes. 
I would love it. Absolutely. I'm there, sure you guys would too. There's just some snobbiness from Utah teams that we feel, <laughs> and it hurts. But we, we can be snobby too. We get it. Uh, yeah, not really. We're, we're pretty much just classy, and uh, yep, that's what we well, do. We are a rowdy fan base. Man, yeah, we're nuts. The herd, right? Shout out to the herd. Be heard. That was a uh, week four. Was it week four? Was it crowd of the week? Yeah, Taco Bell, Live Moss student, student section of the week. Yeah, we we won the entire nation. So, or we beat, the, beat entire the entire nation. nation. Oh, my dad would be so mad at me for saying that. <laughs> Sorry about that, Dad. That's awesome. But hey. So, Aggie Nation, we really want to thank you guys for listening in. Um, we have fun doing this show, and we do it for you guys. We do it for us as well, just because we do have fun. Uh, but like Jackson said, if, if we have something to improve on, please let us know. Um, we're here for you guys, and, and honestly, we do love Utah State, and we know that we're not perfect, but we will try our best, especially um, with the, the amazing season that this is. Yeah, and you know, when we lose, we're going to call it out. We're not just going to be the honest... Yeah. We're talking up Utah State so much because, honestly, they're having an amazing season. Um, but, yeah, please, like I said earlier, uh, tweet us your suggestions, your comments, your yeah. questions. Um, we And, and if, you, if you do tweet us, we're actually going to call you out on the show. Um, we, we really appreciate the, the kind of support that we get from a fan base. And um, just so I don't forget this one, we actually we got a tweet earlier today. From Michael Lemon. So at Michael Lemon78, thank you so much for your suggestions. It was funny because actually all the things you put in there, we yeah. plan to talk about. So you, you're thinking one step ahead. Remember, at Aggie Sports Show on Twitter. Follow us. Um, Do it. And uh, we'll we'll upload this as soon as we can. Yep. Be watching out every two. The goal is every Tuesday around noon, uh, releasing the show. So subscribe if that's possible. But just be looking out for it, guys. We love you very much. Um, we're extremely excited to start this with, with you guys. Uh, so yeah, so for the Aggie Sports Show, my name's Cole Noel. And my name is Jackson Meyer. We'll see you later and go Aggie. Ain't gotta wait to make them move as I be loaded. Why you watch a drink of 40s? I just told it. Still that same, the in a form, but it's stolen.